Ishiro-san, how have you been? Takahashi, you seem a little under the weather. It's it's fine, it's fine. I just I've been I've been burning the midnight oil trying to come up with our, our next big boffo box office smash. And I'm I'm gonna answer the phone right now. Give me a second. Hello? Yeah, no. Tell Carol I'll call her back. Okay. Alright. Sorry about that there, uh, uh Ishiro san. Um so uh, like I said, I've been racking my brain about this whole uh next big thing. Mm-hmm. Brock Lesnar. No, 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 he, he's, oh. he's barely, out of, barely out of middle school. What are you talking okay. about? Okay, oh, wrestling reference got it in. Okay, you got it in there, all right. So, well, I'm thinking, uh, this 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 Arnold Schwarzenegger guy, he's sure. he's really big, not only physically, but also at the box office. And emotionally. Yes, you're huge hot, this guy, I'm telling mm-hmm, you. Mm-hmm. But I think that we could get him... Uh, for one of our movies, and I've gotten uh, strewn about here a loosely written script mostly comprised of cocktail napkin notes and dirty limericks. Oh, it looks complete to me. Well, I think we could do it. Now, here's what I... Here's, this is the treatment here. You, you got your notepad ready there? Oh, uh, hold on. Yeah, y'all was catching me off guard. Okay, go ahead. All right, so he's, he's a foreign national, but mm. he used to work for the FBI. Right. Now, due to some, um, um, you know, uh, I don't know, some maybe some uh, hard tactics he took during an arrest, he's been banished to rural Illinois, uh, where he now works as a sheriff. Oh, nobody okay? would like that. No, right. Who, who would? So, uh, but his friend, who also still works for the FBI, his son, uh, who is also in the FBI, uh, is killed, and he wants to hire... Arnold Schwarzenegger, uh, to go deep undercover, like fake your own death, deep undercover, to take right. down the Chicago Mafia. Gotcha. Now, the big twist here is that nobody in any law enforcement is going to know about this, uh, and it's going to be completely legal for him to do this uh, within the universe of this movie. Completely legal. All right. Um, and what what's going to happen is going to be lots of uh, some so lots of cat and mouse stuff, uh, a couple of good fight scenes, and we're going to inexplicably end uh, with Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, visiting his friend uh, who is now getting physical therapy, uh, only to announce that he, Arnold Schwarzenegger, he uh, is now having a son and needs his friend's help uh, in raising said son. Boom. Can he? Can, can Arnold be pregnant himself? Maybe. Maybe I'll pin that. I put a pin in that. That sounds I'll, a little too ridiculous. I'm not okay. sure if anybody would actually make a movie like that. <laughs> Who would make that movie? That's insane, right? <laughs> uh, oh wait, I got Jim Belushi on standby too. Oh, we 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 won't we won't need him. Not at okay. this time. Jim, Jim, give it give it two years. Two years tops. He's a good guy, that Jim. I think we'll throw him a bone here eventually. Maybe uh, some movie with a dog or something. I don't know. Okay, okay. So, that's that's basically... Does that all make perfect sense to you? Yeah, I'm just doing the math right now. Mm-hmm. Have we mm-hmm, left anything mm-hmm. out? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, oh, can we get a British guy to direct it? Yeah, absolutely. I feel okay. that goes without saying. Perfect, perfect. There we go. Okay, so uh, I'm going to get this thing rolling. And we're gonna get it done. Gonna put it in the can. And you know what happens after we get it put in the can? Well, the money. That's when that rolls in. You know when I pick a movie. That's when I'm on to pressure now. The question always comes back to me. Why? 
Welcome, everyone, to another episode mm-hmm. of the What Were They Thinking podcast. I'm Brendan. And I'm Nathan. I don't know why it sounded like I said, I'm B. I'm B, Brendan. Brendan. Um, yeah, and this is another episode of What Were They Thinking, where we talk about bad to questionable movies, and, uh, yeah, we've got one of those for you this week. (laughs) Absolutely. It is, uh, from 1986, the year of my birth. There Uh, you go, now everyone can identity thief you. Good. Come at me, bro. (laughs) You'll only improve my credit score. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. Oh, it's a sad truth. Um... The film in question is Raw Deal, starring Arnold Strong. Right? Schwarzenegger. Oh, sorry. I was looking at his credit for Hercules in New York. My bad. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, but we are not alone, Nathan. No, we're not. But thankfully, we are maintaining social distance. Yes. But we do have a guest. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, making her, making her appearance for the first time on this podcast, we have Liz of the Nerdy Bitches. Welcome. Thank you. Good to be here. <laughs> we are like yeah. seriously social distancing though because I'm in Texas. <laughs> That's and, and Brandon and I are a city apart. Yeah. So yeah, we could not be any more socially distant mm-hmm. right now, <laughs> and emotionally. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Let's just let's just let's just move past this. Yeah, whatever. Okay? Yeah. Just, sure. Just get, fine. Yeah. That's okay. it's fine. Cool. Whatever. Sure. Yeah. <sighs> so Nathan Raw deal. Oh my. I want to tell you first things first. I thought I was super confused when I saw the title. I originally thought it was the Jim Belushi Arnold Schwarzenegger movie oh, from the 80s. Oh, red Heat. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Another classic which could end up on the show at some point. There you go. And Liz, I know you said you were uh, a big Arnold Schwarzenegger 80s movie fan. I am. Yes, I am absolutely. I'm a huge what I call bad Arnold movie fan. Uh, all mm. of those 80s Arnold movies, so Commando and Predator, uh, you know, not Total Recall, I don't like that one as much, but, uh, you know, all of those, that they're ba- Terminator, they're basically, what I feel they did was they wrote a script in 1984 sometime and said, hmm, this is pretty good, but you know what would be better if we used all the same actors and pretty much the same storyline and just kind of put it in a boggle thing and, and mix it up a little bit, and they got like five movies out of it. So the Running Man and all of those, yeah. So I, so it was like a, it was like a mad lib yeah, of scripts. Yeah, yeah. Like I love these movies because they're terrible and awesome. And I, I, you know, I gotta say, I have, I have never heard of Raw Deal. Like I, I found it on Amazon Prime like three weeks ago. Just bumped into it. And I was like, what is this magic? Like, and I watched it. And I was like, oh, wow. <laughs> that. Well, so I'm, so I'm, am I guessing I'm the only one of the bunch of us here who had seen this? Like previously, yeah, I'd never heard yeah. of it. So, <laughs> I don't even. Yeah, and I, I was gonna say I thought I'd heard of it, but again, I thought it was the Jim Belushi movie. <laughs> yeah, no, my my dad was a huge action fan uh, in the eighties, so I mean, you couldn't get enough of stuff like Stallone and uh, Schwarzenegger, all kinds of ninja movies. So when this one hit video stores, uh, we, you know, we obviously saw it. And the thing that always stuck with me through the years about it, I always knew it was kind of like a, a middling, not the best Schwarzenegger movie you get, but the uh, the cake scene always stuck with me. <laughs> oh, and and we're going to talk about that early and often. I got so much to say. <laughs> but yeah, no, I'd never but, heard of it. And I was like, I love bad Arnold movies or what I call bad Arnold movies. But this is like 
those are like bad awesome and this is just like not. bad yeah it's just bad bad it's <laughs> Spoiler alert for the end. Spoiler, <laughs> it is not awesome. <laughs> it's got a pretty good cast. It does, weirdly enough. <laughs> I did like that the, the version that we got had the uh, the Studio Canal uh, oh, logo. Oh, no, I hate that. Oh, yeah. But they got like, they have the rights. This was like a, a Thorn EMI uh, release. Like this, this movie was like n- next to direct-to-video. Like it... it Almost. Mm-hmm. I, I barely remember seeing anything about it being in theaters. The first time I, I'd ever seen it in life was on video store shelves, but apparently it was in theaters. Well, and I believe, if I, if I remember what I read correctly, I believe it cost, the budget was estimated between 12 and $16 million, mm-hmm. and it made about 10 I was going to so say, that seems it like a lot. Was, <laughs> must yeah. must <laughs> have been for the hookers <laughs> and blow, because... <laughs> oh wait, we're explicit, right? Just, well, yeah. you mean you gotta entertain, that, right? <laughs> you got you gotta keep Robert Davi entertained. Oh god, <laughs> I forgot about Robert Davi. But this is a Dino De Laurentiis production. Oh, so you know, again, they're more blowing hookers. Mm. Yep, and <laughs> and um, this is a, a a repeat offender of a director here, Nathan. Is it? Because John Irvin, the British mm-hmm. director of this film, also directed another decidedly non-British movie we talked about, and that is Next of Kin. Oh, <laughs> delightful. So as soon as this honky-tonk country music starts at the beginning, I'm like, yes, I understand everything. <laughs> I, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited. It's a Dukes of Hazard movie. <laughs> It is an odd choice of music for the beginning of the movie. I will say. He sure he sure loves sending folks to clean up Chicago, doesn't he? Right. Well, somebody's <laughs> got to. I mean, I suppose. Uh, just this, like, I just yeah, and then you go from this like rockabilly music to like swank ass porno music. Like the soundtrack <laughs> is all over the place. Mm. <laughs> they're they're like shopping the royalty free website. So, like, where can I find music? <laughs> Enter. Uh, well, I mean, Takahashi and Ishiro kind of summed up the plot, so why don't you just take us uh, in order there, Nathan? Well, you know, we uh, we open up with a uh, what appears to be some sort of safe house detail. There's a guy who looks like he is going to be testifying against somebody uh, with mm-hmm. some, you know, federal agents who are not necessarily trained all that well <laughs> because they're shooting from the hip with their with their pistols. Like there's just no form for these guys when they're trying to beat back the uh, the mafia guys who are who are trying to to kill their witness. Uh, yeah, smash they also cut. think that I was gonna say <laughs> they also think that John Wayne needs more Oscars. I mean, come on, guys. Right. Yeah. I love they're and, just laying around and, playing cards. They have no one on lookout. They have that one guy who's out there like smoking a cigarette. They have no idea. They're playing Trivial Pursuit, and he's like, "How many Oscars did John Wayne win? Uh, not enough." <laughs> yeah, and then he puts the card back. I'm like, that's not how you play Trivial Pursuit. <laughs> I, I'm surprised you didn't give him a fucking triangle for that. <laughs> so, of course, you know, that the mafia is able to overcome these these faceless, uh, nameless uh, FBI agents. Because um, if you don't have a name and uh, you're in the FBI in this movie, you are apparently garbage at your job. Mm-hmm. 
And um, so then we cut to what appears to be somebody chasing a cop. Whoa, it's a switcheroo! <laughs> I was really confused for a while at that. I was too. <laughs> I was like, like what is happening? Is yeah, I'm like, did he just like trick the cop and now he's chasing him? It's also like he's got like a city motorcycle bike. It's not like he's on a dirt bike or some shit. And he is just like riding over the top of giant stacks of logs. I'm like, that's weird oh. for the cop to be doing that part. <laughs> usually goes the and other way i don't know i don't know if this was a small thing but i noticed it because i had to rewind it for a sec because i missed something i was confused by this movie um but they they made an audible whoosh sound when arnold like swatted a fly at one point <laughs> Did like, it was like it's like somebody in the in the foley department was just like whoosh got it guys <laughs> <laughs> one take <laughs> yeah so but we we find out um because arnold schwarzenegger who's driving a jeep uh chasing this uh police bike uh brings this fella in and apparently he's been shaking people down pretending to be a police officer mm-hmm. uh he's like i caught him trying to let somebody go for fifty dollars and so he list, starts listing off all the things they're going to charge this guy with. And it's like, you know, impersonating a police officer, reckless driving, failing to stop. And one of them was lying to the sheriff. And I'm like, is that is that a capital <laughs> offense? Is he? I was like, I don't think that's. Is he, is he going to the chair for this? <laughs> I, I can't get over the fact of how he caught him. He just, yeah, he bonked him with Jeez. the door, didn't he? <laughs> what, what, he no, he, no, he blows him up. <laughs> <laughs> because there's threw just, gasoline across the street res- and then lit <laughs> yeah, it. There's just like a uh, reservoir of gas, and he just throws a cigar into it at the right moment. I was too busy. There's a lot of smoking in this oh, movie. <laughs> he has a cigar. It's like yeah, yeah. The whole movie's just hazy because everybody. Oh well, or that was the '80s. Make it look like uh, it. I, I don't know. That's true. <laughs> I was there for that. <laughs> so uh, we also come to find out. Um, after this has all happened and we understand now that Arnold Schwarzenegger is the sheriff of this podunk little town, mm-hmm. uh, he goes home to, uh, to visit his wife, who, who's been Academy baking Award. all day. She's been baking all day, uh, because it's their- She's been something all day. <laughs> <laughs> it's their anniversary of being there. Um, and she's kind of basically laying out the fact that, you know, they've been, uh, exiled or ostracized. Uh, because he had to leave his old job with the with the FBI um, to take this job as a sheriff in Illinois. I'm like, there, I'm sure there's sheriff departments in New York State. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I, I yeah I get it that a lot of big cities have police departments and and there's a lot like you know but I mean there are probably a ton of hamlets and smaller towns where sheriffs are elected and he could have got a job as a sheriff and they wouldn't have had to leave New York but no they're transplanted you know halfway across the country and they're now living in Illinois. Well, it's, it kind of sounds like they ran him out of town though, or at least that was the implication that if he didn't quit he was going to be well, he was yeah fired he was going to be prosecuted, prosecuted yeah. and- because it, it's it's for the sole reason that you get to hear arnold struggle through the line i busted someone who had molested murdered and mutilated someone <laughs> molested murdered and mutilated <laughs> mouthful of marbles oh he just yeah. yeah you can tell that was like take 17 but this scene as i had mentioned earlier this scene is the one that had stuck with me through the decades and the greatest be, scene in all of cinema it kind of is because he's looking around he's upset because you know she doesn't look like she's done much of anything that day and he said uh what's for dinner but she goes just this this cake that she has been baking this awful looking cake <laughs> terrible looking cake 
And she's basically talked about how terrible life is there and why she's bored with it, how she can't get, you know, anybody to talk about anything but crops and cows and stuff. And she says, he says, we can't be bad. that will make us fat. And she goes, you, see, you think because we're in shape, we're not already fat? We're just as bad as these cows they keep around for slaughter. And what's the cow's biggest uh, com- contribution to this world? She holds up the cake and she has put the word shit on the cake in frosting and then hocks it at his head. What are we having for dinner? Just this. This is going to make us fat. You think because we're in shape, we're not already fat? We're like all the cows they raise around here. Stuck. Victims of circumstance. And you know what a cow's biggest contribution to this world is? She goes to so I thought that was pretty impressive, (laughs) considering the cake was not fully iced before he got home. And while she's sitting there talking, she never looks at the cake. She has written this perfectly (laughs) in frosting. Which is not that easy to do if you've ever tried to write on a fucking no. cake. You know what she'd be really good at doing is watching bad movies and taking notes without ever looking down. She'd be right? better than me at that, for sure. Let's, let's find her. Let's get her as a guest. Yeah. Well, I will say, the one when this scene popped up and he walks in and they turn the camera on her and my whole brain just went, wait, isn't that the bitchy drunk sister from 16 Candles? And so I looked it up. I was like, oh, yeah, it is. And she's nice. still drunk. So... <laughs> I was so disappointed that this is the only scene she's in. The only one. Yeah. And uh, I, I, the uh, Arnold's line after this, where he just looks at it, you shouldn't drink and bake. That, that whole thing, I remember this scene forever. The rest of the stuff that happened in this movie, I was like, oh, okay. I get, okay, so I'm watching this for the first time um, <laughs> because I didn't remember anything else except that yeah. scene. Had that happen with Carrie last week. It's like, I don't remember any of this. John Travolta's in this movie? I know. That was the exact thing we said. It's like, I don't, I was like, I've clearly only seen from the prom to the end. Like, I never saw any of the beginning of this. (laughs) And we, we also kind of find out that they're both kind of drinkers because not only is she drinking whiskey all day, but he pops a brew as soon as she's out for the count. Yeah, like yeah, he's, wouldn't he's, you? Well, probably. I mean, I think all I had was shit cake for supper. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think she passed out before the shit cake happened. I'm just, I'm gonna put money on that one. So I've seen this movie now twice because I watched it when I saw it two weeks ago, and then I watched it again today so that I, because I have a tendency to not pay attention when I'm watching movies a lot of time, and so I was like, oh, I'm gonna go back and watch it again. And so one of the things I noticed was when they show the the cops. Go mm-hmm. into the safe house, which may be the next scene or it may have been a previous one. I don't know. It was kind of all over the place, jumping around from spot to spot. It wasn't super linear. <laughs> and so uh, first I was like, is that Dabney Coleman? No, it isn't. It's, uh, it's Darren McGavin, the dad mm. from A Christmas Story, sitting on the floor of the safe house, cuddling the head of one of these fallen officers, mumbling shit like, He's going to be 27 in two weeks or something like his birthday in two weeks. And and you're like, why is this guy like slobbering? Like they don't really explain that this is his son until like right. later. That was the <laughs> opener. And then what comes up next is because he calls he calls Arnie because uh, he wants to have a meeting with him, like a super secret, super squirrel meeting. And where um, do they meet, Nathan? At the like. 
for some reason at the like uh, uh, ch- child protective services or social <laughs> services in the marriage counselor room. Yeah. And uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, I'm just saying, looking awfully comfy in that all brown outfit. In a sheriff's put... outfit. Oh, it's a sheriff's outfit. Why is he out... wearing his sheriff's okay. outfit? Makes Ooh. no sense. We're here for a super secret meeting. Let me put my badge on. It's fine. <laughs> I'm surprised he didn't keep it on when he goes undercover later. Yeah. It's probably and... in his shoe. <laughs> so they, they, they start, he, he starts out this meeting not by explaining everything that's happened and what he wants to do. Yeah, he, let's, let's, take a, let's, let's take a quick look at uh, some clips from a, a House Senate trial or something like that. And Frank from Murphy Brown is the head prosecutor. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> That's what is in my notes. <laughs> um, and, uh, of course, we find out that Frank is the guy who ran uh, Terminator out of the uh, FBI. And uh, this is where we get that fantastic he, where Schwarzenegger is explaining, you know, why he did what he did. And the guy's like, he broke all, he half the bones in the guy's body when he came in. Any prosecutor came at you. He 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 abducted a little girl and murdered and mutilated and molested her. Do you think anyone like, in do, do you think anyone in the department uses the um, uses the acronym M for that? <laughs> I was gonna say 3M, <laughs> paving the way for the future. <laughs> Um, it's like it's like guys. Uh, we sent out a letter from HR. Uh, we need to stop using that acronym. Like I realize it's in office, but you know people are gonna get the wrong idea. <laughs> mm-hmm. They're like, what are we doing with these post its? I don't understand. <laughs> We're this, and he's giving uh, the breakdown uh, to Schwarzenegger about the people uh, who are in this. Um, I don't know. Uh, mafia outfit and uh we got the don uh i can't remember the name of right now and then we got uh, his his uh is it robert davi is supposed to be like his hired muscle or his hitman type guy robert da- robert davi is like the second in commands second in cleanup command. guy yeah, yeah he yeah. they call is he's the one that gets the, he's the undertaker i'm like no he's not He's not tombstoning anybody. That's right. Like that guy has got the worst face uh, for being (laughs) sneaky on anything. Like everybody remembers what that guy looks like. And I found it weird that it was almost like they did this weird, like dead fade out between these two things, which seems like they would be happening. They're happening in the same room in the same conversation, but they they. Oh yeah. It's almost like put commercial here. Oh yeah. (laughs) And it was like he's he's like it's like oh here's some helpful exposition for you but it's conveniently on a tape that you can listen to over and over. Yeah, yeah it's basically like okay guys we're going to watch TV for 5 minutes now. And in so the we movie. Fi- this is where we find out that the the FBI guy his uh his son was killed um in the, that safe house detail and um he's taking some time off he's been ordered away from the case but he wants to hire Schwarzenegger to go undercover. He wants to pay him as like a private detective, I guess, to go undercover to take down this Chicago outfit, which can, I'm like, this is all kinds of illegal. Can we just call it the hit that it is? If you're giving somebody $45,000 to go and clean up the mob off the books, you're a hitman. That's, <laughs> he's sorry. Never, he's never given explicit instructions to kill anybody, but yeah, 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 because I mean, mm. it's going to cause a lot of death and destruction. Yeah. Hmm. So wait, you're saying there's some legal gray areas here? Well, I think I feel that this this movie 
would be perfectly legal with no questions whatsoever if it existed within the American Ninja universe. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I was I was having a real hard time figuring out how he was going to Yeah, cuz he has to like he has to like cut his own life apart. Like it's it's not just a oh, I'll be back in 2 weeks. Like no, no. No, he straight up fakes his own death. Which makes no sense, really, if you think about it. <laughs> like no. he doesn't live in Chicago. He hasn't worked in Chicago. Like if Mark the sheriff is still running things, you know, sixty miles away, who's gonna care? I love that his name is Mark. I know it's like the most boring <laughs> thing about this movie. He is like, not a Mark. No, no, no. He, he, a Marcus maybe. But yeah. then, he, then he becomes maybe. Joey because he's even worse <laughs> of a Joey. <laughs> yes, but at least at least Joseph can have a uh, a Germanic yeah. spelling. <laughs> yes. Oh God. Um. Mark. So. He fakes his own death by uh, blowing up uh, the Irving oil plant and uh, sorry, Irvin oil plant. (laughs) Totally the director throwing his name in there, by the way. Yeah. Um, Who's got a problem with that? I mean, total destruction of property. It's fine. And how easily he was still able to like, you really shouldn't five feet from the gate of any kind of plant be able to turn one knob and blow the whole fucking place up. Like, it's just... (laughs) Bizarre. I, was like, what is I did find it weird that it had a real phone number. At one what? point, there was no, there was, there was a no there five five five. There was no five five five. Yeah, it was like it was a, it was a string of numbers that would have uh, equaled a real. It was phone the number. director's number. He's like, I'm lonely. I'm tired. I need a phone call. Somebody oh, will call me. Let's call it right now, live on air. We're uh, hello. Anybody there? <laughs> Sorry, my phone's not working right now. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> um. Yes, hello, it's me. <laughs> Thank you for watching Raw Deal. You're the first ones to call this phone line in at least 30 years. If you're looking for a refund, press one. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to make snide and snarky comments, leave them at the beep. Beep. <laughs> That'd be great. It's, well, you know what? Tommy Wiseau did it. It could happen. Uh, okay, there you go. <laughs> I would do it. I totally would. Yeah. Be amazing. I like I, I like that that sign with the phone number has a very specific line on that says plant is shut down. Like well, <laughs> that is incredibly convenient for the uh, storytelling here. Well, that's yeah. why you know he didn't kill anybody. He just destroyed property. Right, but it was closed <laughs> property. So does that really count? And here's the thing: it just because the plants closed down does not mean that there is nobody there uh, maintaining the place. Yeah. That's right. But also, he inspector. he did blow up a police car. And I'm just going to say, if lying to the sheriff isn't an arrestable offense, <laughs> maybe blowing up county property is also a bad idea. It's a fun, yeah, mm-hmm. He's on the hook for that. Um, Where do we go from here? A little uh, bit oh, of Roadhouse. Yes, because we go to the, um, uh, the gambling den. Yeah. Where he goes in, he just... We find out that the, uh, the 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 crap tables are loaded, and he starts this big fracas, and he throws this guy up into the heating uh, work as uh, during it, and I was like, "Ha! You know He's what? Just hanging there." Yeah. All I said was, "He should have ducked." Right. <laughs> See, because he threw onto the heating duct. Should have oh. ducked. Oh. <laughs> you know what? I, I have to say, right now, again, being a huge Bad Arnold fan, the best thing about Arnold movies are the bad death puns. 
And there were really none in this movie. I think it was, there was one line that was almost there, but not quite. And I don't remember if I wrote. And it there's down. one. And there's one later too where I was waiting for it, and I'll talk about it when we get to it. But I was like, "Oh, this is going to be a great line." Oh, he just walked away. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah, it's like, oh, I'm just gonna... <laughs> he's like, he's like, I'm not, I'm not confident yet. <laughs> uh, I don't know, Mister Evan, if the people will like it. <laughs> oh, it'll be fine, baby. It'll be fine. <laughs> You're excellent with the English language. <laughs> Trust me, I should know. It's my native tongue. <laughs> yeah, so he fucks people up at the roadhouse, and he does, oh. and, and and then, then. <laughs> does he destroy a building that's housing like a uh-huh. ton of mannequins? Uh huh. Because well, I have a note here that says cause... that this 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 delayed the filming of Mannequin by at least a year. At oh, least, no. it's like all the mannequins in Hollywood were in that attic waiting for that film. But no, so he goes across the street and he gets in like the world's biggest tow truck. Like, I don't remember tow trucks being that big. Yes. I don't know. But it's huge. And there's like a gaggle of people standing outside, not socially distancing themselves. And he's like, could you move a little? Thank you. And then just like hauls ass across the street. No, one guy was like, oh, hey, your lights. Oh, thank you. He turns his headlights on. But I love that the bad guys are just like, we're going to fuck him up. And they're like walking through the deli because there's always like the back well, room is behind yeah, the deli. Yeah, because it's a back. It's a, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah, yeah. Exactly. So, yeah, yeah. So then they're just like going to stand in front of, I'm going to fuck that guy up. Blah. Oh, no. <laughs> truck. It just rams it straight through the deli, through the back wall. I was like, what is this building made of? Like, made of chips and I don't know, sadness. I have no idea. But yeah, and then the mannequins falling out of the ceiling was just like that seems excessive. Like, why they... would there be mannequins in the like? I don't. I, didn't I would assume get there was part. a shop above the deli. Maybe won't they think of Andrew McCarthy <laughs> and Meshach Taylor? He can't, can't live imagine... on designing women movie, movie yeah. alone. I just can't imagine why anybody in the the filmmaking process would have said, "You know what would be great to fall out of the ceiling? Mannequins." And somebody went, oh, I've got like 25 of them just sitting here. Like, why? why I, I could see dust. I could see cobwebs. I could see an apartment. Like, there's a lot of things that could have fallen out of that ceiling. Like, that that like, seemed weird. It's like, that's really weird, Gary, but thanks. <laughs> thanks for the mannequins. Appreciate it, pal. We'll give you a producer credit. Mm-hmm. Um, this is where I noted that I thought Luigi should have been played by Jack Palance. Luigi but- should have been played by anybody but that super stupid white guy. <laughs> I just wanted I just wanted Jack Palance because all I could think of was Tango and Cash. Like he doesn't he has, have like, an accent. He's like got nothing. I'm like, why? Well, he like, has like the, the rats and stuff. Like all oh, that that's oh Jack Palance yeah. is so good. I love Jack Palance. He didn't even have any of like like if you would whenever you think of mafia guys, even if they're not, you know, first generation Italian, if the if you know their their fathers' fathers were mob bosses who came over or something like that, they usually have some sort of um, localized accent that let you know that they're, you know, from Chicago or from New York or New Jersey. This guy had nothing. No, mm. he's just plain Jane American accent. But mm. it's also like his name was like, what was it? Like Luigi Petrovalli? Something like that. I was yeah. like, so you've got like a an Italian first name, a Russianish sounding last name. It's just a mixed bag of nuts. They're like, listen, these names sound scary. So and we're again- just going to stick them together. <gasps> and again, part of the Spetsnaz. And again, Arnold Schwarzenegger's name in this movie is Mark. 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 Mark Kramowski. 
or something. Like, Kamowski? Um, what are we going? I don't remember what it was exactly, but Kamalaski. I don't know. I, I, they don't say it until the end. It, sound, it sounds Polish, and yeah. he does not sound Polish. They literally don't say it until Frank from Murphy Brown says it at the very end, what his <laughs> real name is. So. Just give me something I can pronounce. Have you heard my last name? <laughs> <laughs> Mock. I don't think he could pronounce Mark. Like, that's... <laughs> Mug. He's not a good. He's not good with hard R's. That's right. Hard out there. Uh, so yeah, this is when, and this is when the people, the, those guys, show up and like lay out uh, or start shooting up um, Luigi's guys. And one of his security guys looks an awful lot like Lex Luger. I'm just. Saying. <laughs> no, I also love that he he yells to this guy, "You're gonna wake up dead." Mm. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Sounds something something that can't happen. I was like, that's not how dead works, but all right. <laughs> <laughs> but it sounds like something some like meathead would say, right? Yeah. Yep. I, I in fact I, I have heard people say that uh, as a legitimate threat before. <laughs> my my favorite one of my favorite things follows this. It's a brief thing, but Arnold go finally goes to meet up with Roca, who is like um Luigi's Luigi's like second in command. And he's like I'm I'm the man who's been I'm the one who's been messing with Kamalski or whatever Lemansky. He's like I'm the pain in Lemansky's ass. It's the guy he's messing Aptly with. Aptly so played by Stephen Hill. Yeah, it's the guy he's messing with so he can get close to Luigi. And Roca <laughs> says, "All right, wait here." And immediately he walks away. <laughs> like it would. doesn't even stand there for a second. Yeah, I love he just walks in with like he's robbed that girl. Uh, oh yeah, Mansky's girlfriend. He's stolen her limo because it was it totally interrupting that limo driver's lunch. He's like, "This yep. is my lunch." I'm like, "Oh, what?" Left her at some sense. place where they have random parade floats for some reason. I know. Yeah. I was like, "Did they go to Vegas? Like, what happened? Like, that looks like that graveyard of neon signs they have out in Vegas that you see on TV." So uh, I mean, is that yeah, a thing? Like, I don't. I know my city's not not big enough to support that thing. But is that a thing that the major metropolitan areas that they just have areas where they store parade floats out in the open? No, I live okay. in Houston. It's the not even largest in like city in the U.S. We got nothing. Nothing. Okay, so like, not even like I, maybe if it was like Louisiana, like probably. New Orleans, maybe. Yeah, yeah, probably. I still feel that those would no. be inside somewheres, though. Yeah, in New Orleans they wouldn't because it's it's a swamp. So you know, here here's the thing. Down and and maybe I'm in the weird area because I live in the South and it is humid as fuck around here. So there's a lot of stuff you don't want to just sit around leaving. So I think we have warehouse space. But I don't know. Big cities don't have a lot of the the landscape. I mean, we you do, know, but e- they don't. either way, you, you wouldn't want to leave something like that out to the elements, anyways. No, it's not a good idea. <laughs> Regardless of where you are geographically in North America, either you're gonna get you're gonna get snow, humidity. Yeah, I just like I don't th- know what he thought he was accomplishing by robbing this lady and stealing a limo. It's like I mildly inconvenienced them. I don't, mm. Okay. Yeah, he goes from like completely taking down stores to like, haha, I got your jewelry. <laughs> <laughs> and it was probably all costume crap anyway. It's like, yeah, but he does. And, and once he's in this um, this this um, area, he gets brought in to meet with Roca, and he he insults Robert Davi. But like, I thought it was a weird insult because Robert Davi is all like, "Well, you're not going to replace me as the third in command. I'm the I'm the uh, he's like I'm the smartest person in the world or something like that." And he's like, "If that's the case, nobody would have invented the wheel." <laughs> And I'm like, what? Is this where like he's like trying to come up with the puns on his own? He doesn't have writers, so he's like, oh, and you're like, mm, 
flat. <laughs> James flat. Cameron, where are you when I need you? Right. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. Where's Jamie Lee? Should have got the commando writers on this because yeah. they had a fucking pun for every oh. single one. Every it was single amazing. one. Amazing. <laughs> we all, but we do find out um, that uh, is it, Robert Davi's character's name is Max Keller, isn't it? Yeah. Which is also the name of the uh, the the the, the student uh, played <laughs> um, uh, from uh, Master Ninja. Really? Because I wrote down when I heard his name, I was like, that name sounds like uh, like a kid detective. No, uh, if you've ever seen. Uh, a television show it was called The Master, but they uh, they made some they they mashed up a bunch of episodes into movies, and okay. they featured two of them on Mystery Science Theater. Um, and, oh yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Max Keller from, <laughs> from Master wow. Ninja. So there oh, you, you go. Gotta, you get reference the best, right? Uh, Tim- played by Timothy Van Patten. Oh, I know. Oh. <laughs> I've been mad at Dick Van Patten ever since. <laughs> Um, we do get another great line here where uh, they're asking Schwarzenegger, like, well, how do you know, like, how do you know that we're even in trouble from this guy? And he's like, the flow of the blow. <laughs> it's, it's the flow of the blow. You follow it. The, it's go. He's biting into somebody's action, obviously. <laughs> obviously. I'm a super smart police officer. I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not. Not the cop, because that's not exactly a, what a cop would say. <laughs> Yeah, it, it's like he's trying to play like a James Bond role, and I think that makes it more hilarious. <laughs> it's terrible. He is really suave with the ladies, though. The lady. Just the, the lady, one. the one lady, just, not his wife. Just, yeah. yeah, not his wife, because, you know, whatever. But yeah, this one lady, and, and it's weird. Like, I get you make casual conversation in a casino. He was there for two seconds. Mm. He's like, maybe your luck will change. And she's like, fuck off. And, uh, you know, oh, then he I goes away. Know- it comes back and it's like, oh, now we're doing a thing. So all, yeah. all I could note here was, hey, Mister, you're still married, yeah. Yeah, right? Yeah. Although <laughs> he, I wrote down, uh, Arnold isn't a cheat. So okay, oh, well, then he well, doesn't because he doesn't because he passes out. Uh, Ultimately, but, uh, yeah. In, in in between all that, in between the the casino and then the section where he doesn't sleep with uh with her, we get this weird smash cut. To um like uh, a, a raid, oh, yes. Um, oh, the greatest line in cinema history. Th- which one would that be? This dude is like sitting outside, just like hanging out outside the drug deal going on, and this gr- this girl comes up and he's like checking her out, being a perv. And then she comes up to him and she's like, "Hey, when was the last time you had a good piss?" <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Don't drink and bake is still pretty great, if you ask me. My literal reaction to this was, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> I know. First, I was like, "I don't. I don't, don't know what shame. she's offering. I don't. I don't know what she's offering because they're outside. She's running. Uh, she's got a gun. Either way, this is not going to go well for somebody, <laughs> right? But then they they bust into this house, and there's uh, okay." I've I've been around people who do the drugs from time to time. I've never seen a mountain of money just laying on like a bed somewhere. It seems like a poor storage cocaine. place. It really does. It just it just seems messy and and ridiculous. But what I really notice, and I think I watch way too many like police procedural type things. Uh, I'm like, not one person has a glove on. Like nobody's got gloves on. The guy's just like picking up money and fanning his face with it. 
Like, first of all, there's a shit ton of uh, uh, Coke and hookers on that particular bill. So maybe wash your hands. And, <laughs> and two, why are you just touching things? Like, they're just touching things. It happens again later when the CSI people are there. They're just no gloves. They're just randomly touching things. Leaving like, their fingerprints everywhere. And they're stinking DNA, wrecking up the crime scene. Mm-hmm. And. And guys, I know we're past this, but I do not want to skip past the scene where Arnold Schwarzenegger is uh, approached by a cop and Ugh. asked, and his, After says his he name beats is those guys up in the alley. <laughs> yeah, and he says his name is Joseph P. Brenner. What does the P stand Jesus. for? And he says pussy, pussy, as if he's never said the word before. I, like, I don't understand. You know, here's the it was thing. A push. <laughs> Even if that was supposed to be, if, they, if that's supposed to be a quippy line, it's a terrible quippy line because you know un- unless you have an uh, addendum to it where you're like pussy as you like get a lot of it either just, way it, but i'm like you, you just called yourself a pussy i don't thank understand you. what's thank happening you. Exactly. and i also don't understand what kind of fucking cop wouldn't have just punched him in the nose like <laughs> especially I mean, a chicago can, cop yes i mean if you can get arrested for lying to the sheriff in 60 miles away podunk usa you totally would get one from a tough, smart, street-wise cop in Chicago. So that guy yeah. was a pussy for sure. So I, I, I just thought I, I just don't think he knew what the. I think he learned that word phonetically. <laughs> <laughs> there was a lot of p- 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 yeah. happening. Pussy, like <laughs> what? Yeah, have you guys seen um, Serial Mom with Kathleen Turner? Oh my god! <laughs> I'm glad I'm not the only one who knows that movie exists. <laughs> It is terrible and amazing. I love it. But she she does that whole thing, pussy willow, through the whole thing, and it's just terrifyingly bad. It's like, oh, God, please stop saying things. It's like, so, I don't mind the word, but you're making it gross. Like, just, we, just quit it. We go away from the comp raid. Stop to saying it in the, a medical way. <laughs> to, to, the, to the scene we discussed earlier where Schwarzenegger and uh, what it, who it, what's her name even? Catherine Harold, that's the actress. I don't know her Catherine. name in the movie. Okay. I don't know any of the names in the movie. I'm, I barely you know Mark. Mark. You know I Mark. Mark, yeah. <laughs> and Luigi. Uh, and, and Max Keller. Let's call her Poker Chips. Okay, well, poker, her him and Poker Chips uh, are getting her drink on. And uh, she thinks she's... She thinks she's going to get lucky. Uh, and he passes out. Thank God that the edge of that uh, headboard thing was... Curved. Rounded, uh, yeah. Yeah, he would have broken his head open and bled to death on her sheets. Did y'all uh, expect that to be a waterbed? Because I totally did. It, well, it was, yeah, of course it is. It was, it was a, it was a high-end uh, apartment in the uh, the mid '80s. Of course, it but was they a waterbed. Like, but it wasn't a waterbed though. They put it on like a waterbed frame. Like my aunt and uncle have a very similar head frame. When did I was you a never girl. have a, uh, you'd never seen a, a waveless waterbed. Mm, not in 1986. Uh, my, my one of my cousins had a waveless waterbed. A bitch would water have a bladder did, bag. She I was like, that the, wh- why would you even bother then if it's a waveless water bag? Yeah, it makes no sense. <laughs> I uh, had the ones with the tubes, but they still had a weird kind of sound when you plop on them. But yeah, I expected that to be a water bed. Yeah. They're also um, not just drinking. They're also taking sleeping pills. <laughs> it's like, why do you need the sleeping pills? Well, you do, Chemicals yeah, you, that are bad for you. <laughs> like, did you... <laughs> Just blew up a cop car with chemicals. Like, what's happening? I can't believe they advertise these sleeping pills. <laughs> I like to be healthy. We don't want to get fat because we I wrote that his drunk acting is like he's channeling a donkey. Because <laughs> he almost brays at one point. <laughs> <laughs> 
well, you know, when you're having some champagne, you want to take some halcyons and, you know, have a good night. As you do. Dead. You might wake up dead the next morning. Well, might be. Or he might apparently have the body mass to withstand it because we find out that she's a double-crossing hussy and he didn't really fall asleep. No. Well, you know, he was just doing like the coyote ugly and spitting it right back in the bottle. He wasn't really drinking. He's <laughs> He is too much of a machine for that. <laughs> uh, this is where I have to take the uh, the movie to task, uh, where one of the uh, the mafioso guys uh, notes that this is just like wrestling and it's fixed. And I was like, you filthy fucking liar. <laughs> what are you even talking about? You are. N- no. If we were talking about boxing, fine. But wrestling, also, no. Yeah, in 1986, someone's saying that, I bet you there would be a lot more negative reaction to that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Guarantee. Excuse There'd be a me? lot of guys with mullets and Bud Light <laughs> not happy. So, he's the bad guy. He is definitely the bad guy. <laughs> Who do you think you are, Nostro fucking Damas? <laughs> <laughs> it, it happens. There's some stuff that happens pretty quickly. I do know the next thing that happens is that uh, Max Keller and Mock go to a drag club. And I was like, oh, no. That's oh, no. the best. Uh, it I was, was surprisingly restrained. very minimal on the homophobe. Yeah. yeah. I, I was, was shocked. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, as soon as they go into that drag club, I was like, they showed the singer. And I was like, oh, okay, it's just a singer. And then they start panning around the club. And I'm like, oh, no, 1986. Oh, no. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, yeah, no, remarkably restrained. I think there's one quick moment where Arnold glances up at the dancer and then shakes his head as if to say, like, tisk tisk. <laughs> yeah, but I, I would have expected 1986 for there to at least be a couple of slurs. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I, there were, I don't really think there were any. He threatened to burn the club to the ground, but that Robert was Davi was right there too. <laughs> okay. And they, they yeah. I think there's one, there's one bit where um, someone says something like, "I didn't know you were, I didn't know you were this that twisted. big of a freak." Or this yeah. twisted, that's it. Yeah, yeah. That's that was as close one. as it got. Yeah, yeah. It's a, but yeah. it's almost as if to say like, "Wow, Robert Davi, I knew you were a horrible murderer, but phew, at a gay bar, you <laughs> are <club>. twisted." Whatever. <laughs> yeah, that so, is one step too far. The reason why they're there though is they want uh, the club owner to stop paying prote- protection to Stephen Hill's character, Lemansky, mm-hmm. who we find out cannot golf apparently yeah. in the next scene. <laughs> it's like digging his way out of the sand trap. What 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 was the deal with the dress shop? Like they were they were in the dress yeah. shop. He's buying her a dress, which is weird. And uh, again, he has a wife. Yeah, he's got a wife. You don't mind sitting here watching me? No, I enjoy it. I'm like, mm, okay, you're not trying to screw her though. I don't understand what's happening. But then these guys that he beat up from the alley a few days ago <laughs> just happened to stop at the dress shop and stare in, like. Were they and, were they window shopping? Like what's happening? Like did oh we should go in there and beat them up? It's but, just very okay. So th- that does happen next. But I, what I have to ask questions before we get to that mm. is this weird party that's being had at the Mafia Don's place oh, yeah. where people are taking glamour shots of their kids. I'm like, is this a perv party? Because I really want to know yeah, if is it this- is. Is this is this Brian Singer's house? Like, what is going Jeez. on? Here? <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, too soon. Too soon. <laughs> so, Never and, too uh, soon. I, we, we find out that uh, it's apparently it's totally fine to have candles and smoke cigarettes next to expensive oil paintings. Uh, also, to mention murder whilst talking about your granddaughter in the same breath. Mm-hmm. A lot of stuff going on in this scene, which just made me really confused as to what Luigi's true intentions are. 
I think right. this was a they he kept saying, Oh, this is just like the immediate family. This is just I think it was almost like what my dad's company parties used to be like. They just show up with the kids. Doesn't matter if everybody's drunk off their ass and smoking and conducting it was the business. 80s. Yeah, it's like it everything went in the eighties. It's fine. <laughs> Those kids needed their headshots done. They would yeah. probably be on a milk carton before too long. They needed a photo. Yeah. Well, I mean the summer of eighty four was only two years before, so <laughs> Reference to a movie five people have seen. I've seen it. It's good. Ah, it is good. Watch it. Yeah. It's on Shutter. Hey. Anyhow, uh, so let's go back to the store beatdown, which is just delightful. The best so, scene. Amazing. And because I love that the lady like, what's going on? He's like, you're being robbed. Call the police. Call security. <laughs> and she's still just standing there. And I'm like, why are these guys letting her go call security? These are the worst bad guys ever. Just, and then we have the random background uh, gag of like two two people like crossing each other, and one's like, "Get out of my way, bitch!" Mm-hmm. <laughs> and as she's beating him with a mannequin arm, yeah, foreshadowing <laughs> yes. from the uh, the back alley there, <laughs> maybe. Her dress is atrocious, by the way. Oh yeah, Bo- both of them are probably mm-hmm. pretty great by eighties standards. That blue one totally would have been a big hit in the 80s. That that mermaid thing, that was a big deal. That other one. Mm. You know who she needed on uh, fashion detail here, Nathan? Who's that? Tangerine. Oh, well, yes. I mean, because she has she needed clothes to, to wear things to events that she didn't necessarily know what she was going to wear to. That's right. Or something like do that. We, do we know what her job is? Because she seems to just be drunk and gambling. Poker player. A professional gambler on a, on a slide. I don't think she's a professional. <laughs> I think, but I'm like, is she is she in with the mob guys? Is that why she's hanging around? She no, she owes she owes to the house oh, because when yeah. she double crosses him at first and she gives him all the information to Max Geller, um that uh, she says this takes a thousand dollars off of right. what I owe to the house, and then at one point he says, "I'll I'll wipe out everything, uh, and you won't owe anything." And then she was like, "Yeah, but I'll owe you." But I'll owe you. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, "Yeah, well." <laughs> and she's like, "I don't want to sleep with your pockmarked face." Nobody does. <laughs> Poor Robert Dobby. He's still alive. I don't want him to come kill me. He is alive, and he's a big Trump supporter. Woo! <laughs> All right. Ugh. Anyhow, <laughs> I thought I'd get that out there. Yeah. Um, she steals the dress. By the way, did you notice that when they run out, she's still wearing the dress. So she's yes. still, and she totally she grabs the second it. one too. Did she? I missed that part. Yeah, and then she goes, "I'm a I'm I'm hard to fit" or something like that, and grabs both of them. Mm. Um, she's like, no, you're a thief. It's just all there is to it. Yeah, she's hot to trot. Mm. Uh, <laughs> This is I think this is the scene that comes up next here, Nathan, is when uh, Luigi is trying to t- take a back of his smacka. Yeah, and, they're trying uh, to figure out how to get into the police <laughs> police like, vault so they can and get I it. want it. It's mine. I want it. I, I want my smacka. Don't love my money. Actually, he doesn't so have that like great accent. Kid. No, he does not. Um, and uh, Schwarzenegger comes up with the fantastic idea of bomb threat. <laughs> like, and when he said and when he said oh how will they He's believe like, you and he said make it look like they're bombing police stations I was like holy shit is he just gonna start killing cops <laughs> well, it's not only that they also had that line oh bomb threats they get those all the time they'll think it's fake I'm like they get those all the time oh the 80s <laughs> like ugh right. another bomb threat whatever <laughs> call in the shitty robot <sighs> It and had the what, shitty robot. It's like a dog, but like a really tired dog. <laughs> like, mm. 
Whatever. It's not even so, a, it's not even a police dog. It's yes. from a Gladys from down the street. <laughs> um. So they they send in uh the, the first guy to plant a fruit bomb uh, a fruit punch bomb uh in the vending Genius. machine. At nobody break. would suspect him. Well, nobody would uh, get it either uh, before it went off because nobody likes canned fruit punch. Right. That, that was actually pretty smart. I'm not a, Next time I make a bomb, it's going to be canned fruit punch. Canned fruit punch. <laughs> the next time I make a bomb. <laughs> well, you know what? We are socially isolated. I've been at home since March 1st. You just don't know what I can find on the internet if I had enough time. <laughs> I am halfway through the anarchist cookbook and I am getting through it quickly. I did think it was funny that uh, somebody uh, says that uh, they they need to stop or they're they're impeding criminal science. I'm like, yes. is that also an offense that's arrestable in this movie? It's yeah. right below lying to the sheriff. But yeah. again, these are the same CSI guys that have no gloves on their hands. We're dusting yep. for fingerprints. I'm like, well, guess who's you're gonna find, Bucky? Like, come on, <laughs> raw deal. I was like, um, who got the raw deal here, really? It seems like there's a lot of that going around. I was I was starting to notice the a lot of the extras and stuff at this point in the movie, and they're they're at the like the casino club place, um, and there's just some really white dancing going on in the background. Oh yeah, the eighties was prime white dancing. That's terrible. We got nothing. and we didn't even get Arnold dancing. What the hell? No. Unfortunately, we got him smiling with teeth quite a few oh. times. Unsettling. I think that he he has a great smile when you don't see his teeth, but the second the teeth come out, it's like get your ass to Mars. I'm like, what is happening? What is wrong with your face? It's like its face is melting every time his teeth come out. It's terrible. We do, we do he we do get dinner in a show. He doesn't dance. We do get dinner in a show because this is where he tells uh, poker chips about you know he's married and she's a long ways away sort of thing, but she still wants nothing to do with him because apparently she has I don't know some sort of standard. So oh, glad yeah. that's her name now. <laughs> well, what else could it be? Nobody knows what it is and nobody cares. <laughs> but she, yeah, yeah. So she just literally is like, fuck you. It like takes the dress. I'm like, keep the dress, idiot. That's not how you make somebody <laughs> suffer. It's by yeah. giving them back the very expensive dress that you stole. He didn't even buy it for her. She stole it, walked out with it on, is still wearing it at dinner. It's probably still got one of those uh, magnet tags on it, like, she takes it off. She's wearing a teddy under mm-hmm. her closet. Like, I'm I'm not kidding. Okay, so I grew up in the 80s, late 70s, early 80s. And I just assumed that life would be full of teddies because they oh were on God. everything when I was a kid. <laughs> I just assumed this was a thing. It's not a thing. Just in case you guys think we all wear teddies, no one has worn a teddy since she wore that teddy in 1986. Yeah, like, it's it, not a that's thing. That's it. They're not. A th- it was. It's, it was a thing. It's it not. It hasn't thing, been. It but hasn't also, been a thing for a long time. It's also a one piece thing, which makes t- wearing it under a dress incredibly stupid and not efficient for anything at all. I think it was one of those bodysuit deals that come apart at the garage. Yeah, but again, that takes that takes a lot of time and energy and practice to even undo and redo. I'm just throwing this out here as a lady. I, I, so. I think that if she was doing it, it's actually pretty smart because it forces the guy into foreplay. Well, it would. <laughs> but again, I still think this is a stupid thing you would not be wearing under your dress out to dinner. I can't get it. Undone my big sausage fingers. They won't undo the clasps. <laughs> Why can't everybody just be naked? <laughs> He would just rip it off. That would be what would happen. Would just rip True. It off. 
If it were well, born, is, that's what would happen. There is that scene earlier where they're, we, we, we talked about where they're about to hook up that they had her look at his chest and just be like, oh, wow. Those yeah, are right. Boobs. <laughs> Those are some bigger big than hers. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I really were. Oh, um, so, did you yeah. notice that uh, the the police uh, captain in the when they actually do the the bomb threat stuff, uh, it was the the filthy animal guy from Home Alone. Oh, was it? Yeah, the uh, the dude who's on the uh, you know that the the fake tape. movie that yeah, yeah the, the fake movie Angels that Kevin with dirty faces or whatever. Yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. Rich, Richard Kind is the is snakes or whatever the guy's name is, and um, but the, this old guy is the uh, that he's the captain in this movie. So there you go. Fun little tie-in to better sounds, movies. That sounds about right in Chicago in the eighties. <laughs> well, Home Alone was only three years after this, so there you go. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, we got a job for you, son. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for so long I thought that was a real movie. <laughs> Even Can you imagine Richard Kind in it? I'm gonna be a movie in a movie. When I watched Home Alone, I don't think I knew who Richard Kind was. I suppose there's a bit of an age difference between us, isn't there, Brendan? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, they're watching one of those old, gross movies. <laughs> they're in black and white. That's dumb. Ew. What are you going <laughs> to tell me next? I got to read my movie? <laughs> oh, my god. But goodness. yeah, the bomb scare thing happens, and they get the smack out of there, and the money, and they steal it back. Mm-hmm. And there's right. also this weird two pronged attack because they're they're doing a hit on uh, Stephen Hill uh, or Lemansky, and he just makes the best faces in this car chase scene when they're oh. trying to oh, kill this him. This is when they're trying to hit. He's like, our, their car is significantly heavier than our car. I'm like, you're you're a buzzkill on this joyride here. <laughs> like it's I, like part of it seems to be trying to limit the amount of murder and mayhem that's going on or that he can be directly tied to. But the other part of him is just kind of killing people. So, okay. And I have a, I have a quick question here because maybe I'm crazy. Maybe the, maybe it would say this on the windshield, but would it say bullet resistant right on the windshield of a car? No, maybe down in the corner. It was, it was fairly prominent. Yeah, it no. was. Well, I mean, they did a quick close-up, but I was good thing they did that because I my feeble brain would not have been able to piece that together when they couldn't mm-hmm. pierce the you know glass with the bullets. Right. <laughs> I couldn't have done the mental math and go, oh, you know what? Those those car windows are probably um, bullet resistant because that was a thing then. Well, then you get Betty Sue who says, "I have got to get me one of those cars because oh that yeah, car, sure don't you know that, yeah yeah right. that oh. car is not is not going to get into any trouble." So I need that's one a of finely those. that's a fine made car, I tell you. <laughs> um, so Stephen Hill, uh, the whole time this is happening, it looks like he has hard gas <laughs> because every time they take turns or something, he's like, Ugh, oh, uh, but he doesn't look like he's too really all that scared. Mm-hmm. He just looks like he's got a poop or something. He's just mildly annoyed. He's like, Ugh, yeah. just got this limo back from that guy that left my guy out on the side of the road and then promptly re-delivered the limo later that night. Yeah. The same car. It was like, okay. So after all of this, and they get the smack out, and they, they manage to kill uh, Lomansky, uh, we're going to cut to a scene where uh, Max Keller is getting um, a, a, a package from somebody that he knows from Florida who actually knows uh, uh, Joey P. Right, and he says, yeah, this isn't Joey That's P. I arrested Joey P. Th- I arrested Joey Pussy three times in a week. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, wait a second, he did say that was his middle name. <laughs> 
And we also find out that uh, Frank from Murphy Brown is uh, is the crooked one. Whoa, what a twist. Yeah, right? Because I couldn't have saw that coming a million miles away. Yeah. yeah. I was like, it's either going to be him or the guy that Arnold is helping. And it's obviously not that guy. <laughs> And I'm also really surprised that nobody went and and edited uh, one of Arnie's lines that's coming up here because he says, I'll be right back. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I was like, no, he cut that out. Just the, I'll be back. Boom. Done. Easy. It's in every other movie. Right. So again, uh, you know, not an awesome bad movie. Just, nope. hmm. Just bad. (laughs) Bad. So, um, uh, this is, uh, this point, uh, the, uh, things in the in the movie, uh, you know, they take a pretty grave turn. Yeah. Oh. Because <laughs> it's time to execute Arnold's buddy. Yeah, but he doesn't know it's him, and he's doing it at the graveyard. So my question is, he goes up to the, he he doesn't know that it's him. So was he going to just execute that cop? Yep. He was probably so, going to trip at the last minute and let the other ones do it and then just go, yeah. oh, plausible deniability. <laughs> I didn't know. No, he was going like to wing him and then leave it up to the other guys. I like that he's, he is so deep undercover that as soon as he turns around, he's like, Harry. I'm like, really? <laughs> just, <laughs> just totally out yourself, you dipshit. I, I really don't understand why at uh, one point in this whole thing he didn't go, are you being ridiculous? We're going to execute the cop in the middle of a graveyard. There's a funeral service right over You're, there. They're right there. But see, they're, they're mob. Mob doesn't give a fuck. They don't care. <laughs> it's because Dino just, De Laurentiis was like, "What? Uh, 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 d- don't worry about those people over there. Just shoot. <laughs> <sighs> and action. <laughs> <laughs> action before I come down guys because you will not like me when I come down <laughs> now he's on the wrong side I don't yeah. know who told him because both guys are dead <laughs> barely they know he's he's bad things are bad Yeah, that, they that's still the don't show too. the picture they don't show the picture to the leak they're like he's not this guy he's probably somebody who's who's you know whatever yeah he, because you think if they would have if yeah. they would have shown it the to him he would have been like oh my god that's the guy i drummed out of the fbi right head you should probably run before he breaks half the bones in your body because he's a psychopath that's one of the biggest that's one of the biggest plot holes and there are many in this movie is that yeah they have the guy who literally has a history with schwarzenegger and they could be like hey this guy's helping us uh one sec (laughs) right again if you've got it if you've got a mole in the fbi couldn't you Get him to run a check on literally anyone you wanted to bring into your organization. Like, I would think most of these mob people would be super cagey when it comes to bringing in random new people who walked in with a handful of jewelry off the street saying, hey, guys, give me a go. This is like the numbskull version of The Departed. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, I think this is how you do it. This is bad. So after all this, Arnie has to go home and get ready because he's going to war. And what's his war song? War. Satisfaction oh, by the Rolling Stones. It war would have been so much better. It was right? just like he's rolling through a rock quarry. Oh, and by the way, we should mention though that his buddy is like literally in critical condition after that too because he does get shot. Yeah, like yes. four times. Yeah, and then Robert Davi and the other dude get get killed by Arnold, and then, like you said, Liz, somehow it still gets back to them that Arnold is a yeah. turncoat. 
in like five minutes. And so you think <laughs> yeah. they had cell phones. It's 1986. They don't have a cell phone. <laughs> well, somebody has a pretty sweet car phone earlier. Do you think almost the entire budget went to that Rolling Stones song? I'm pretty sure well, it here's had the thing. to. I don't, I don't yeah. know why they would have bothered with it then. If they, if they couldn't get the rights to use War, mm. why would you pay the rights to get the Rolling Stones when you could have just used Ride of the Valkyries or literally not paid a not paid a bit of royalty. He could have, you know, it would have taken a whole other turn if they pulled that Dukes of Hazard music out again. <laughs> That'd <be> great. <laughs> and Arnold is just like he has these huge guns with one hand shooting from hundreds of feet away, just precision aim. Taking because, people out one by because one. none of the guys in the mafia have any concept of what taking cover is. Now, folks, yeah. they are also still standing on rock piles, which we know is the best place to stand <laughs> when you're trying to shoot people with any given form of accuracy. Wide open on top of, you know, so you have a nice, He's in wide, a convertible. <laughs> He's in a convertible, and they can't shoot him. He breaks the window out, the windshield out, to shoot that way, just in case. Probably so they wouldn't shoot the thing, but still, it was just like, you're already in a convertible. Couldn't you just lean your head back a little bit and to, like aim that way? <laughs> it seemed inefficient. <laughs> yeah, like driving at top speeds and just like, bing, 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 got four of them right there. <laughs> yeah. It's insane. In a in a friggin' Cadillac on a rock quarry. That's that's where you want to take your. <laughs> and it, it's yes. weird too because like he at one point when he actually gets out of the uh, convertible and he's he's shooting at some dude who's driving like a big dump truck, and he manages to shoot the guy uh, through the window of the dump truck, and the guy just stops just short enough before he, he kills Schwarzenegger, but you hear the air brake come on, and I was like, I was awfully considerate of the dead guy to put the air brake on. <laughs> it's it's just habit, muscle memory. <laughs> yeah. And then this is the most egregious thing for me, and I know there's a lot of egregious things in this movie, but we talked about the one-liners. He kills a guy, and then, for some reason, just dumps a bunch of candy on him, Yes, and he, didn't, he didn't even say like you got to admit that was pretty sweet. That's, no, that was the guy at the end. That was the oh. big boss. Big Rest boss in got Reese's candy. Pieces. It's like, why are we going with Mike and Ike's? Like, was that really? Yeah. Or no, the Good and Plenty's. The, the goodies, they were, yeah, they were Good and Plenty. Good and plenty. <laughs> he <laughs> just doesn't. He goes goody. <laughs> good and plenty. Did you guys notice the body falling into the rock grinder at the quarry? I thought that was I pretty did. awesome. I did. That was pretty cool. <laughs> It's like, that is a handy thing to have around. I'm just saying. <laughs> you shouldn't have this much candy before bed. <laughs> Sorry. You'll I got a list. diabetes. <laughs> <laughs> this is terrible. With the emphasis on the dye. Right. I just don't even understand. I, I was like, I must have missed the candy the first time around because I was probably on Facebook or something. But I was like, oh, uh, what? Like, is he plugging the holes? Like, I don't understand because he shoots him like five or six times. And then just randomly dumps Kate. I don't know. Well, that's it. Like, he, he forgot normally, to say the line, and they were like, "We're out of film." <laughs> for, for like, and they didn't even ADR it. And it's it's weird because like normally with these notes, I'll put in them like a little quip or a joke or something that I want to put in there. And I just had nothing. There's was nothing. So yeah. Dumbfounding. I was like, he just dumped a bowl of good and plenty on him. It's like I don't understand any of this at all. But he gets this. This is we're coming. We are coming to the the, the big final. Uh, the blow off. Uh, it, and I even have a note here. This does seem to be their judgment day. 
He's gonna erase them. Cause a lot of collateral damage. He better get running, man. Yeah, because it's it it right now for those guys. It's the end of days. Right, they they are gonna get a raw deal. Oh wait a second, that's the movie we're talking about. <laughs> okay, we're coming under some. <laughs> well, we, we have, <laughs> the, the snake is he eating runs. its own tail now. All right, listen, Junior, move on. <laughs> so yeah, they just just he just starts laying waste to all these guys in the um in the casino. With they're not really putting up much of a fight at all. Well, the they're just thing, standing in the open. Like, yeah, like when he's when he's coming down the elevator and they know he's coming down, they just before the elevator opens, they just start wasting all their bullets. And when the door elevator opens, he's not there. Mm-mm. And then oh, he, surprise! He's he's like he's he was in, in like the, the air duct shaft. Work. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, did he <laughs> crawl up the entire? Like he, uh, I'm like that Which elevator missed, would not I'm, take that long to get down two floors. Would have missed. They missed another great opportunity where he could have popped out of the air vents and went ducked. <laughs> I thought you were like in the elevator, and then he popped out of the elevator, and be like going down, going down. Wow. I got to use. I got to, to use the duck joke twice in this episode. You did you, <laughs> son of a bitch? Getting some mileage out of it. <laughs> he, a very, very anticlimactic ending too, because. He just kind of he finds out that it's the dude, the not not uh, not Jeff Bridges, but Murphy the, Brown, um, yeah. Frank from Murphy Brown, Frank from Murphy Brown, and then he's just kind of like, yeah, what is he? What's the line? He's like, resign or resign. It's the same or be thing they told him. Yeah, resign or be prosecuted anyway. It doesn't but matter, kind of thing. Here's the thing with this. I mean, yeah, I get it that it bookends their relationship, but their relationship kind of throughout the movie is a. F- fairly big nothing burger yeah, yeah it's it's very it's fleeting you see it at the, you, he, he mentions it at the very beginning and then that's it and it's only yeah. in passing too he's like that guy's a dick like the end that's okay like, not, not much of an arc there mm-mm. no i mean yeah. it would be different if it was like you know if, if there was something like there they would be able to talk throughout the movie where he's just saying this guy's a, a an asshole but you know i'm i'm helping him and i don't want to have to help him but he doesn't even know that i'm helping him they'd just be some sort of resentment that he's doing something that's along the lines that this guy wants him to do because he doesn't know that he's crooked yet but nothing there's nothing just like you get that he shows up in the middle after the uh, the fruit punch bomb and then the twist when we find out he's crooked and then the ending where he's resigned and be prosecuted either way what's crazy is i didn't even realize like when he get when it turns out he's crooked it took me a second to even realize who he was because it's just like oh okay that's the cop cool because nobody cares and that's the thing like they showed him on video like in the trial but they didn't really even say who he was or why he was responsible for any of this stuff. It was just kind of like, oh, that guy, he's yeah. here because we need him in the plot later. That's kind that's of it. Like, that's kind yeah. of where it ends. Like, here's your exposition. The whole first half of this movie is just random people saying things that no one would ever say in real life to another human. That's just just not how it is. Just, let me tell you about this uh, this plant over here that is closed. It is currently closed. On purpose. It's closed. <laughs> it's shut down. You can call the number and find out. It's shut down. They they do have a fun, uh, one fun line that doesn't go to Arnold Schwarzenegger when they, they figure out, oh, this guy, you know, this federal prosecutor who we thought was on a level is crooked. He's been found dead with all these guys. And somebody says, well, looks like our leak's been plugged. <laughs> 
I was like, that's pretty solid. I really, really wish they'd given that line to Schwarzenegger. <laughs> but who would he tell it to? He was unofficial. He had no leak. And that's it. Like, why? <laughs> it, I, I wrote down, how is this murder spree okay? Because he literally <laughs> killed everyone. They're like, 100 years worth of police work in one night. Pretty good. I knew you were one of us. And I'm like, um, are you really Just okay with this? Like, yeah. And then, and then, like, they don't worry, like, wonder. I mean, he gives that girl, like, $250,000 to fly and away. And a private jet to fly uh-huh. away. I was like, she this is not Casablanca. She got out with cab fare. I don't understand how she chartered a plane. Was that a thing in the 80s? Hey, guy, I'd like to charter a plane. What's it, like, 350 I mean, it's fine, right? <laughs> Makes no sense. And so he just like gives her money. Then he's like all mad at her. He's like, get out of here. Go change your luck with this big ass wad of cash. And I'm like, that's not how it works. And you just stole that. Um, I mean, I know the guys are dead, but I'm still pretty sure that's not okay. I'm- and the and the, the cop who shows up in the helicopter, like you said, is perfectly cool with him going on a murder spree. Not only at, not only at the casino, but at the rock quarry, too. <laughs> he's like, I'm just glad I didn't have to chase you. <laughs> like, hmm. <laughs> Is that how we're doing our police work now? We're just like following behind. Like, eh, we'll just clean and shit up later. You Fine. would think in in your standard eighties uh, movie, uh, we get like a really tropey ending where they like kind of freeze frame and then roll the credits or a pull out and they're rolling the credits. No, no, no. We get a smash cut uh, to months later when uh, his buddy is in physical therapy trying to learn to walk again. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's like, still the crabby dad from A Christmas Story. Like, yeah. <laughs> Casa <laughs> Blanca reference. I still, I'm still stuck on that, guys. <laughs> he literally says, "You out of." I don't want to do it like Bogart. You out of excuses, sweetheart. <laughs> you out of excuses. That's what happens when you watch the generic version. You didn't get to see the. The brand name version of it at home. You saw the right. PBS special. I don't know. <laughs> Reader's love someone to, version. Did love someone to cut that scene into the real Casablanca. <laughs> <laughs> Take this and leave. Just the audio. I'm going back to my wife. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Why yeah, I'm married. I forgot. <laughs> Why did I lead you on for so long? <laughs> we don't even get to see the wife again. Never. No, like, but he goes back to his life. He goes back yeah. to his wife. He even makes mention of the fact that they're getting along together again. And he goes and back to the, the FBI. She... No one invited him. I, did you just show up? <laughs> like, what happened? Like, hey, you murdered a bunch of people. Want a federal job? Mm. <laughs> well, it was the eighties. Yeah. <laughs> and we get a we get a heartwarming ending where Harry is is taking his physical therapy seriously because uh, Arnie and his and his woman. Are are gonna have a kid. And I need your help to help me raise him. I've never been a dad before. Walk, damn it, walk. He's I like it. He's like, I don't have to walk to be a godfather. I'm like, you are right, sir. You really don't. In fact, you have more lap space in that chair. <laughs> and as he's walking, as he's attempting to walk, you see the the nurse gets so emotional. <laughs> She's like, fuck you. They were probably like, this is the big scene. And she's like, this is my moment. They're going to notice me. Uh, Even though I'm just like a kind of secondary and extra, speaking role extra motion, they're going to get it. And I'm going to be huge. Nope. Mm -mm. (laughs) She didn't even make it into the 12 extra movies after this one that were similar. Like, how do you not do? (laughs) There were not a lot of women that made the cut from movie to movie. 
<laughs> I guarantee they're like, we need a hospital to shoot in. Uh, if they let it, if they let us hire some staff as the nurses, maybe they'll go easy on us on the rental fee. They should have just got Radon Chong to do all of them. Guys, we already spent $10 million on satisfaction. We are running low on funds. <laughs> well, we better cut this movie off now because that's the end of it. And that's just that how it ends. End. It's just like it's you know, an awkward half hug freeze frame. With his terrible teeth smile. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's terrible. That was taught to him by John Connor. <laughs> Finn. And then, it, and then it says Finn, right? Yeah, because it's that kind of a classy movie. <laughs> well... Um, Liz, as our guest, I'll ask you first. Um, would you uh, recommend this film? Oh yeah, totally. I would make all the people I don't like watch this movie a lot, <laughs> a lot, a lot. Uh, I think I think people should watch it just to go. Oh, he did get better. Mm. All the people who say he can't act. Mm. Out of a sense of completion, uh, you should watch Radio. <laughs> That's how my husband is watching movies. He's like, I'm a completist. I'm like, this movie sucks. He's like, but we got to watch it. I'm like, but do we? No, like, but we, don't. We, we have to. If we watch Speed, we have to watch Cruise Control. <laughs> you know, I'm like, I'm going to go read a book. Bye. <laughs> how will we know what Sandra Bullock did after Keanu? Uh. <laughs> or who? Yeah. Hey. <laughs> Nathan, would you recommend this movie? Oh, yeah, for sure. Just, uh, just for the sheer lunacy um, alone, but also, you know, as as an '80s action fan, out of a sense of completion, I would, I would absolutely recommend watching this. I mean, especially you can see kind of some of the uh, cast that are gonna be good and the cast that maybe used to be good slumming it, but it's. Mm. I enjoyed watching it uh, for all of its, you know, plot holes. You could drive a dump truck through and then apply the air brakes too after you've been shot. This. This movie might have been one of the dumbest movies <laughs> I've watched for this show, and that says a lot. We've watched that some says dumb a lot. movies, we, but just like, we've we watched Neil Breen. I mean, yeah, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> I said one of. I said one of, <laughs> not the. Yeah, it was impressively um, weird and boring. And when I finished watching it, I'm like, uh, did this movie actually have a plot? Like, you kind of forget about it as soon as you watch it. So. It, it, yeah, it, it does kind of, except for the shit cake scene, which well, yeah. will which will remain with you for decades. And trust I gotta me. say, now the good and plenty scene too. I was, but in the much more of a why. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think just for all the reasons we talked about, and you guys kind of opened my eyes a little more to how many plot holes there are in this movie. So, because uh, I, I thought there were a few, and then I realized there were like. 200 so yeah watch it it's stupid and uh you'll have a good laugh watch it with some buddies via skype because we need to keep social distancing there you go so it's a psa on top of a recommendation (laughs) right (laughs) and i think now is a good time to take a break so we will be right back What Were They Thinking is brought to you by HostGator. HostGator is a leading provider of shared, reseller, VPS, and dedicated hosting solutions. Award-winning support is available 24-7, 365 days a year via phone, email, and live chat. Discover why over 9 million websites trust HostGator. Use the coupon code SCHLUCK for 25% off your first purchase. That's SCHLUCK, S-C-H-L-O-C-K, for 25% off your first purchase. 
What Were They Thinking is brought to you today by GameItAll.com. Whether it's video game news, the latest in music, or movie reviews, GameItAll.com is your one-stop shop for all nerdy talk. What were they thinking? And we're back. Yes, we are back. And we go into our NPR voices. Liz, this is Liz's first time on the show. Uh, this is where we, um, yeah, we we turn the turn the dial to um, NPR, and uh, uh, we thank a we thank the uh, generous people at the Chub Group and listeners mm-hmm. like you and Jimmy's Cracker Chips. They're crackers, but they're also chips. Mm-hmm. Now in salted and less salted flavor. And now, Nathan, it is time for the low haiku. Yes, the low haiku. 17 perfect syllables to demonstrate uh, the love that we have for a movie that was absolutely forgotten about. So, Liz, as our guest, uh, do you have a haiku you would like to read for the people? I do, actually. No? For real? Go ahead. Arnold was hot stuff. After this, he was not stuff. Just kidding, he was. I like I like the uh, the fake out of Arnold's trajectory of his career because it actually did take off quite considerably after this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> ebbs ebbs and flows. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> okay. When push comes to shove, and when all is said and done. The flow of the blow. A little, little hot on the energy at the end, but uh, we will we'll forgive it. I have one here. <clears throat> Don't feed me shit cake. Arnie goes undercover. All seems illegal. All of it. Every single moment. Every every little bit of it. <gasps> we're out. And we're back. Hey! Yes, out and back and... Whatever else you want to say. Um, Nathan and Liz, we talked about this movie, but Nathan, what do we always say? Well, we always say... Don't take a word for us! Yeah, so... Oh boy. Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> the, the, about a quarter of the critics liked it. Uh, 25%. So th- Three of them. Yeah, yeah. Because there's only 12, 12 reviews from critics on here. And most of them don't even have comments. <laughs> the audience, however, liked it a lot more. A whopping 29%. Woo! Wow. Oh, <laughs> uh, well, there's only a couple, but I, I do want to read one of my favorite uh, critics here, Roger Ebert. <laughs> he said, the, This plot is so simple that perhaps the most amazing achievement of Raw Deal is its ability to screw it up. The movie didn't just happen to be a mess. The filmmakers had to work to make it so confusing. <laughs> Accurate. <laughs> there you go. Well, uh, James Sanford of the Kalamazoo Gazette at that Pulitzer Prize uh, winning publication. I love the Gazette. Two out of five and was apparently uh, just as struck by our favorite scene as everybody else. <laughs> you should not drink and bake or take this one very seriously. Okay, so this is from uh, New Times reviewer Luke Y. Thompson. 
who says, must see only for the moment when Arnold tries to say molested, murdered, and mutilated. Three out of five. (laughs) (laughs) Three points for that. All right, guys. That's it for the critics. We're already diving in. (laughs) Audience reviews. Um, Okay. Audience reviews. Robert I gives it four and a half stars. He says, he starts off with the best line. You should not drink and bake. I miss all movies that used to be like this. Anyone who said the 80s were crap needs to get shot by Arnold at the end of this movie. Movies today suck hard in comparison. That's the only raw deal here. (laughs) Fantastic. Taking a stand. Uh, Ian M. He gave it five stars. This is his review. Yeah! This is how you make a cop movie! (laughs) Are you sure that's not from Steve K.? (laughs) <laughs> could very well be yeah well this one is right after uh after my own heart here by uh adam m says has a good enough time making fun of itself until things get flatly absurd that's when arnold takes his sweet montage time securing a cache of weapons in a suitcase with all the right velcro straps and then kills everyone with unflappable machine gun skills shooting one-handed from a convertible Every mob guy is slower on the draw than a Quaker. Whoop! I'm going to stop there. <laughs> uh, but that was a three-star review. So, oh, yeah. okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, we get uh, Neil B. here. I'm assuming Neil Berger. Um, he gives it three oh, it Neil Breen. <laughs> oh, it could be Neil Breen. Well, you know, actually, that might make sense here because his review is kind of strange. Um, this inspired me. It inspired me. I can't believe it inspired me. <laughs> Well, I can't help you out of this one, Arnold. (laughs) Um, He gives it three and a half stars, and his review simply reads, Arnie being all foreign. Okay, that's it. That's That's it? it? Fantastic. Uh, Max N was a little more verbose, uh, and he gave it four and a half stars. I think this movie is very underrated and very fun to watch. Arnold Schwarzenegger is great in this movie. The action is so awesome. I really hope more people see this movie and the ratings get way higher. Can't believe so many people hate this movie. I think it's great. It's definitely a lot better than some of Arnold's other movies. What? (laughs) (laughs) What other movies are worse than his? I don't know. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, well, I got a no name here, so you know that's Coward. a classic. Classic strong. Uh, it was okay. The plot was a little weak, though. Action was decent, though not amazing. <laughs> Tiny, what do you there's no uh, there's name. no punctuation in any of this, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> um, this one is from Joshua L. He uh, he gave it one and a half stars. Actually, he simply says, "Old fucking movie, not great, but has some moments with a Z." Oh, fuck a movie. Well, Charlie M gave it a one star, but I don't think he was watching it too, too close. Charlie Murphy? Possibly. All right. uh, Rest in peace. Um, But he got got some of the elements kind of right, but I don't think he watched it really, really close because his review is pretty simple. Uh, One star. FBI agent takes last assignment in this tired action flick. He's he's not an FBI agent. He doesn't take his last assignment. And this is not his last assignment. What is it? What movie is that? Uh, well, he did get the tired action flick part right. So. Okay. He's not even FBI agent anymore. Like, right? 
I don't yeah. understand. Yeah, or spoiler maybe, maybe alert, he, dude. Maybe he thinks Harry died. That was his last fake assignment because it wasn't an assignment. I don't know. He probably he probably just stopped it after the shootout and didn't and thought yeah the thought that Harry died after getting shot earlier. Andrew L gave this three stars and said, "I actually enjoyed this quite a bit. It's smaller in scale than what I'm used to for a Schwarzenegger movie, but that's what helps it stand out from many of the other Arnold flicks. Plus, this is the kind of movie you're not supposed to take too seriously." You're supposed to laugh at the more ridiculous stuff. Hmm. I don't. I don't think he watched the same movie. <laughs> I think he watched Kindergarten Cop instead. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say everything saying. seems pretty not, pretty not intentional. All the humor is not intentional in this movie. Yeah, well, the, I, the stuff that the, the best humor in this movie, I should say. It's like the first Sharknado movie where I think they got about three quarters of the way through it before they realized it was completely stupid. And then, <laughs> oh, we should make fun of it at the end. <laughs> Nobody, well, they'll think we were in on the joke. You weren't. They weren't. Which makes and, it even worse. And then even the sequels. Worse. Yeah, and then the sequels are fucking unwatchable because of that. Yeah. Yeah. So we did Shark Month on our podcast back in September because it's mm-hmm. my birthday and I'm a nut for sharks. So we did Sharknado. And the writer of Sharknado actually replied to my, oh. why are they using a chainsaw to kill a shark in the air? Uh, question <laughs> so apparently he's still searching the sharknado hashtag looking for people to complain about on the internet wait so, would that be okay. thunder 11 yeah yeah it would yeah <laughs> all right i've got i've got one one more here because it's a bit of a longer one but it's from dave J, and he gives it four and a half stars he says monday may 10th 2010 in brackets 1986 raw deal action it is 2010, and I just have to say that they definitely don't make action films like they used to anymore. Of what was wo- once, in quotes, I don't know why, popular in the 80s and 90s is not popular anymore, and is definitely not the money-making decision people want to see anymore. The once was popular action genre, this is all over the map, has been overshadowed by supreme superhero action films with lots of CGI and explosions like Transformers, etc. Then the use of real live people going at it, going at it each other's throats. I was going to give this film an 80%, but because of the... Oh, that's not how you rate movies on Rotten Tomatoes. But because of the overwhelming CGI films as of late these days is apparently making me appreciate these older films I loved even more. There is absolutely no CGI in this film at all. Despite the poor dialogue, bad acting, and simplistic storyline, the action is what did it for me, and I really don't care anymore! And if you want to see Arnold doing his thing going against the mafia with a great soundtrack on the background, can really get me pumping! (laughs) What? 3.5 out of 4, which is not the rating system. Wow. So many things wrong with that. I don't even know where to begin. One, Just, one. There was one recognizable track, <laughs> Satisfaction by the Rolling Stones. And we yeah. had to see it on a tape. Like, they literally <laughs> pop a cassette tape into the car. Like, oh. It was it was uh, recorded on set. Um, and uh, Dave B., uh, he's, he's a man of simple tastes. Five stars. This movie's a classic. I like how Arnold mocks the other tough guy, Thug, in the movie. Perfect. Uh. Again, that's enough to get you a five-star review, I guess. <laughs> I'd like him to rate our podcast, then. That'd be amazing. So Seven thumbs up. Exactly. <laughs> I like how Liz tells off that other thug. Twelve out of ten. <laughs> You're good. We like it. I got one here. Uh, William R. It's a two-star rating. 
so many classic Arnold one-liners. Wrong. Um, None. What movie Very were you little, watching, actually. William R., because there weren't any. <laughs> William, don't drink and bake. That's it. Mm-hmm. William R. recorded his own and edited the movie. <laughs> you know what? I would like to see that then. <laughs> somebody, somebody is catfishing his copy of that movie. <laughs> Just <laughs> randomly putting in the. <laughs> I'll show you some collateral damage. <laughs> so, Nathan, mm-hmm. you gotta, uh, I, I should, I should drop a little hint ski about what's coming up next week. Yeah. Oh wow, Bosnia! Wow. <laughs> Well, there it is. Uh, so that's, that's that. Now, uh, before we bring Montrose Monkington the Third Esquire, mm-hmm. I did his full name here, so he's he's paying me a little extra to do that. No, oh, got that. He's got that banana money. That's right. <laughs> well, the, the money's in the banana stand, right? Right. Yeah. Before we bring him on, I just want to say thank you to our guest Liz. Thank you guys for having me. It was great. And uh, you also have a podcast. So where can people find you on uh, in the podcast world and on social media and all that stuff? I do. I am co-host of Nerdy Bitches Podcast. And we are a podcast where two geeky ladies podcast our way through pop culture. We cover books and movies and anything else in between and apparently sharks as well. <laughs> so you can find us at nerdybitches.com. You can find us on all the podcatchers. Uh, Twitter, we are at nerdybitchespod. Instagram at Nerdy Bitches and Facebook. Just type in Nerdy Bitches podcast, and uh, yeah, that's we're 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 everywhere. So you can come find us. Perfect. And now we have kind of a bond because you guys pissed off Thunder Eleven, and we got we pissed off Uve Bowl. So there you go. Oh, he's a psycho, right? <laughs> Such Both of them, or like, who are we talking about? Yeah, well, <laughs> Thunder Eleven was actually like trying to justify his chainsaw hands. It made no sense, but I was like, all right, he wasn't a jerk or anything. It was just weird. <laughs> little, yeah, a little <laughs> weird that he's still searching the hashtag. <laughs> well, I mean, there is a new Sharknado movie coming out. I'm pretty sure that would be probably one. <laughs> so uh. yeah, he's got some things going on, but uh, I, he gave me the explanation that because lightsabers aren't real. He went with chainsaws, and I'm like, because Uh-oh. flying sharks are real? <laughs> Question mark? <laughs> Delightful. Sure, yeah. <laughs> sounds, sounds pretty open and shut to me. I'm like, you know, I'm going to go with, I'm going to give you the lightsaber thing. I would have ex- I would have preferred the lightsabers. Just throwing it out there. But they're not real. <laughs> he doesn't want to get sued by Disney. <laughs> it's terrible. It's like, uh, okay. Um, yeah, so, uh, and, and so, so go ahead, Nathan. Bring our delightful simian friend in here. All right, it's gonna be on here. Hello, it's your good friend Montrose Monkington the Third here. I would just like to uh, thank you all for having me on again, uh, uh, Brendan. Uh, thank you for reading my full name and title. Uh, the the check is in the mail, as they say. Sweet. Uh, Liz, it is always delightful to meet other podcasters. Um, uh, keep up the good work. Uh, you are doing uh, Bob's work. Well, mm-hmm. thank you. So, uh, yes, as I said, I am Montrose Monkington III, and I do invite you to, to check out my YouTube channel, uh, Montrose Monkington TV. Uh, now, normally, we are, we are uh, covering uh, the wrestling and whatnot. Uh, my, uh, my WrestleMania uh, videos may be out by now, which could be a very strange thing. Uh, I haven't recorded them as of yet, uh, but do enjoy that. Uh, and with all this uh, self-isolation thing going on, I, I'm thinking of starting to do uh, some, some quips and some puns. 
So if you have some uh, fun ones that you'd like me to read uh, on my YouTube channel or on my Facebook group, uh, Montrose Monkington III Esquire and Friends, uh, you can join me there and send them, or you can send them to me on the Twitter, at Montrose Third. that's the number 3RD. Thank you. More later. And Montrose, I was going to give you some puns from this movie, but there were none. Not a, not a one, although I did learn not to drink and bake. That's, so, I mean, there is that. That's good. Hmm. Well, thank you. And, and thank you. More later. More later. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, with that being said, you can also find us on social media. You can find us on Facebook. Just search What Were They Thinking? Twitter and Instagram, WWTT Podcast. Patreon.com slash WWTT Podcast. All over the place. Just, uh, you know, just search for us. You'll find us. We're on all the podcatchers. We're out there. We're with you right now. You're listening We're to us. We're out there, that's for sure. <laughs> hey! <laughs> couple of wacky dudes. Um <laughs> But yeah, I guess uh, I guess besides that, I just I, I guess I just have to ask uh, you some questions, Nathan, here to to finish our well, show. Well, all right, you know, considering I was the only one who had seen this movie before uh, it was suggested to to do it for the show, I I can try to answer your questions. Well, in a movie mm-hmm. with with quite possibly the greatest performance by an actress not nominated for an Academy Award, of course, yes. Um, in a movie in which you can feel Robert Davi wants to use a slur in the nightclub mm-hmm. scene, but he he shows some remarkable uh, restraint. Yeah, kudos to him. Mm-hmm. Um, in a movie where Arnold Schwarzenegger should be going to jail for everything he's doing. <laughs> yes, where are you going with this? In a movie where... Just... What? His name is Mark. Mm-hmm. His name is Mark. Right. Nathan. Yeah? What were they thinking? Chicago, Chicago, that toddling town. Chicago, Chicago, I will show you around. I love it. Bet your bottom dollar you lose the blues in Chicago, Chicago. The town that Billy Sunday couldn't shut down On State Street, that great street I just want to say They do things they don't do on Broadway They have the time, the time of their life I saw a man, he danced with his wife in Chicago